Welcome to Week Conversations, a new video and podcast series bringing you insights with impact into energy, economics, and a changing world in the COVID-19 era. This episode is moderated by my colleague, Carles Pasqual, Senior Vice President of Global Energy at IHS Market. Enjoy the conversation. Hello, this is Carlos Pasquale, and welcome to Sierra Week Conversations presented by IHS Market. This has been a series with leaders in energy, public policy, finance, and technology, an opportunity to dig into some of the toughest challenges facing us in energy transition. And today we have an opportunity to delve into the story of Angola. We have with us first the CEO of Angola's Agency for Petroleum and Natural Gas, Paulino Geronimo. Paulino, pleasure to have you. Thank you, Carlos. It's nice to be here and thank you for the opportunity. And also with us is the CEO and Chairman of Sonengol, Sebastiao Martins. Sebastiao, pleasure to have you with us today. It's a pleasure to be on this Sierra Week's conversation, Carlos. I'm very glad to be here. Well, thank you both. And in this discussion, one of the things that we want to do is take you through the journey in which Angola has gone from creating the regulatory mechanisms, the incentives, the, the investment perspectives that allow international partners to come in and invest with confidence in Angola so that they can together be able to advance the production possibilities of the country. Alino, if I could begin with you. During this past year, we've seen that the pandemic has caused a contraction of economic demand, demand for oil, a collapse in oil prices, and it's created stress on the energy industry as a whole. What kind of impact has that had on Angola? And what kind of steps are you taking to ensure that production in the future can recover? Okay, I'm going to start with steps. We are working very closely to our investors the operators in different blocks. In 2019 and 2020, we signed agreements with contractor groups for block 14, 15, 17, and 18. On block 14, we measured three development areas, and as a result, we're gonna drill six new development wells. On block 15, there were 11 development areas original, and this merging to four. And as a result, we're gonna drill 17 new development wells in a first phase. We're gonna have a second phase that we don't know yet how many wells we're gonna drill. Block 18, block 17, sorry, we decided to stand the concessions in two steps. First step till 2035, and second step till 2045. As a part of this extension, the contractor group will invest to keep a minimum production for Block 17 at 400,000 barriers per day till 2024. On Block 18, the development of Platina Field was approved and the first soil is expected by the end of 2021. 
we signed also agreement with the new gas consortium in order to develop the non-associated gas fields on blocks one, two, and three, and send the gas to Angolan Energy. The pandemic may have reduced our recount from eight to zero, but we have been able to bring back three rigs and currently in discussion to bring more in order to execute the approved plan. This will ensure that production continues at the current level. So indeed, putting new agreements in place, bringing rigs back into operation, part of the strategy and plan to restore production. If we could turn to you, Sebastiao, and the issue of cash. One of the things that's critical in a time of crisis, at a time when prices are low, is to find a way to protect cash flow. What kind of steps has Sonengal has been taking in order to be able to maintain a positive balance sheet for the company? Uh, yes, Carlos. I think you raise a good point. Uh, cash is really essential for us. Uh, but during this pandemic situation, we've been uh, forced to cut mainly our capital expenditures for about uh, 40%. And also, uh, we went uh, through an effort to reduce uh, operating costs by about uh, 30%. And what we are looking at today is to revise our current uh, portfolio to see the ones linked with the high operating costs in our P assets so that we can work on a position and be able to reduce those costs to a level where we can continue with a positive cash flow. That's what we are doing so far. And uh, we think that uh, it will help us to keep moving on. And indeed, um, you're taking action. And from the perspective of the regulator, Paulino, are there measures that you're taking on fiscal terms to work with individual companies to bring individual fields, marginal fields, back into the area of profitability. Okay, Carlos. In 2017, a group was created by the president between the Angola oil authorities and the operators to fund solutions for the existing oil sector problems. As a result, five presidential decrees were issued First, on simplification of the approval process for supply goods and service. The second, giving permission to the operators to drill inside of development areas. The third one, giving fiscal and contractual incentives to marginal discovers. And as a result of this, companies are already working on some of the marginal fields development. The fourth decree is related to the rights to the investor to be able to monetize the discovered gas. And last and not least, establish the rule for the abandonment and the dismantling of installations. More recently, around two weeks ago, two more groups were created. The first one to establish the rules for sharing of logistics among the operators to optimize the costs. 
and second, to do a benchmark study on the fiscal and the contract law terms to compare with the other countries to see how competitive we are. We hope to use this study to further refine our fiscal and contractual terms. Indeed, the benchmark study points to something which is new in Angola, which is you, the separation that's occurred in the responsibilities between the regulator and the operator. At one point, that was concentrated simply in Sonango. If I could ask you, Sebastiao, how has this change work? Has it been a smooth transition for the operators? Oh, yes, I can assure you that uh, the transition was really very smooth. The fact that uh, we managed to continue managing the operations through the new regulator when we started without any change and we can even um, say that there was improvements because the approval process that was introduced by the new regulator and the dialogue between the operators and the, the new regulator, I can say that they've been improved because that's what the regulator is supposed to do, really to concentrate on it. From our side, because we took it in a very professional way, we feel that uh, even the IOCs in Angola, they felt that the transition was positive and they can confirm it. That's the reason why both of us, Sonangol, acting as a national company and the ANPG as the new regulator, we continue managing the oil operations, oil and gas without any big issue. Paulino, that's a great vote of confidence for you. And indeed, one of the first challenges for ANPG was to manage a bid round from 2019 to 2020. What are some of the main lessons that you learned in that process? Hey, uh, Carlos, one of the things that we realized is that we need to advertise more. Because for the 2019 bid round, we did the pre-announcement on June 19. However, when we go to the road shows three months later, we realized that most of the companies were not aware of the pre-announcement and did not add the data. Means that the next license round, we intend to advertise more and get the data into the hands of investors so they can do their analysis and assessment before the license round. Another point is the contractual terms. The share of profit oil is based on internal rate of return. We realized that we need to make the location of the profit oil competitive for investors. This will be implemented in future license rounds. I think those are incredible lessons on communication and competitiveness. From those bid rounds, Sebastiao, how did that leave Sonangol's position in Angola? Did you develop new partnerships? Yes, uh, uh, we developed and uh, I believe that uh, we considered those uh, bid rounds positive in terms of uh, making Sonangol to be able to be in those licenses, uh, but in addition to that, because we 
feel that Sonangol uh, addresses this partnership or with IOCs in a more professional and business oriented, we feel that uh, we'll be playing a very important role as partners into those bid rounds. Just to mention, we recently, without being in the bid round, we managed to conclude the sales and purchase agreement in two offshore deep water blocks in Kwanzaa Basin. And also, we have been uh, introduced by the new regulator into three very important uh, offshore blocks with uh, one IOC that we feel is also very crucial in the Namibi Basin. I mentioned the blocks uh, 30, 44, and 45, which means that we will be really playing an important and positive role. And again, with a business-oriented approach and making it to be in a professional way. Partnership. Excellent. Uh, so, Paulino, what, what is next? Uh, is there another bid round uh, planned for the start of this year? Yeah, we, we, we are planning a new bid round. It's really the 220 bid round that we bid on short blocks. And we are planning to do the pre-announcement very soon, maybe in October. Then, 120 days later, we're going to publish the terms of reference. And the companies will have 40 days in order to submit the proposals. We are expecting to close this bid round by the middle of uh, 2021 by signing the contracts. So, Sonangal, um, how are you seeking to position yourself for investors? You've, you've already set out uh, plans to focus and streamline your assets. Tell us a little bit more about your hope for your position to be able to achieve partnerships and what you're doing to make the company yet more attractive. Uh, Carl, what uh, we are seeing uh, with uh, this restructuring of the company, where we only have this role of uh, oil and gas operatorship and partnership, we want the partners to see us as their partners of choice. And this will lead us to make them uh, happy by engaging with us in a, such a way that we have mutual benefits and not just from the side of uh, uh, Son and Gold, but uh, also from the side of the partners we are engaging with. And we feel that uh, this is going to work. We're sure that it's going to work. Do you eventually see an IPO for Sonangol? Yes, again, also as part of our uh, regeneration program is to prepare the company to go partially public, which uh, we find that uh, Potentially, we might go up to 30%, and we are preparing the company, making sure that uh, any new investor see us as a source of profit, and also this IPO may help us to give us uh, the possibility to start using the best practices and implementing the, in the company and we might be able to do it. Uh, yes, in order to say, we, we, we plan to go partially public, yes. 
Any hints on the timeline or should we just wait and see? We wait and see, but we believe that 2022 is a good target. Excellent. So if I could focus a little bit of attention on the future, and one of these issues is climate change. It's an issue of the future and it's an issue that's affecting us now. And we see that in many of the European companies that are your partners, for example, that they've made commitments to net zero emissions. How, how are those changes beginning to affect Angola and the way that you approach the regulatory situation, Paulina? Yeah, Carlos, we are aware that the companies are reducing their portfolio in the up, upstream business. Uh, recently, some of the companies announced that they're going to reduce to concentrate on other type of energy business. And this is why, in our opinion, it's very important for us to do the benchmark study. Why? Because we need to make sure that we remain competitive, ensure the best returns for our investors in order for them to stay. Because for sure, they will reduce, but they will not disappear from the upstream business. And they will stay where is more attractive. And you would like to be more attractive to, to keep and to bring new investors. And operationally, uh, Sebastiao, has, has, has the need for diversification and climate change had an impact on Sun and Goal and how you're looking at the future? Uh, yeah, the, as Paulino mentioned, this is also affecting uh, Angola, and of course, uh, Sun and Goal would not be different. We see a lot of uh, projects being uh, more recommended related with uh, those ones with uh, low carbon emissions and uh, this is what we are also facing but uh, we are prepared for that because into our new organization as a result of our generation program we introduced uh, a new business unit the gas and renewables in those ones we are already developing some initiatives with the, some of our partners, one in Namib with uh, 50,000 megawatts, 50 megawatts uh, solar plant, power plant, and also another one in uh, another province for uh, 35 megawatts with uh, another partner with Total. So, and we are getting uh, proposals to move towards other biofuels. So we feel that uh, this unit will play a very important role in future, moving towards this uh, idea of paying attention to climate change with low gas, uh, low carbon emission. Interesting, uh, the developments that you're taking internally. And if I could ask you about another project that you have on the way, the Cabinda refinery. What market are you targeting and what kind of timeline are you anticipating? Uh, this Cabinda refinery is really important for us. This is a 60,000 uh, capacity of processing of, for refined products. We might uh, end uh, this uh, project by first quarter of 2022. And uh, we feel that uh, this uh, 
products will feed mainly internal needs, but also targeting the regional area, like uh, the countries that we have as neighbors. So we feel that uh, this one will be also very important in uh, providing another job opportunities for a lot of people. So let me, in closing, ask a question to both of you, just to reflect on the past year, the lessons that you learned and how it affects the priorities that you're setting for Angola, for Sonangol as a company. And Paulino, if I can start with you, one of the things that we've learned is the importance of resilience. What kind of steps are you thinking about in the future to incentivize resilience in the operations of the oil and gas sector in Angola? Okay, Carlos. First thing, we need to work together. This is the first message that we need to pass. We need to find solutions for our problems. As I said earlier, a group was created by the president comprised of Angola oil authorities and operators to find solutions for existing oil sector problems. As a result of this group, we have seen a lot of positive development in the Angola industry, as evident in the decrease that have encouraged more investments. The collaborative approach is what I strongly believe we incentivize resilience. When you, we work together, we can jointly solve our problems. This is the message from our side. Come to invest and we're gonna together solve our problems. Powerful and important message. And Sebastian, I give you the final word. As you think about your future and its transformation, how do you think about priorities for that transformation and the innovation that needs to take place? Uh, when it comes to transformation and based on what we are facing, we are uh, paying a lot of attention into these uh, UIT technology systems, uh, making sure that we can uh, ensure that uh, our people can work in a biosafety environment and also with the, the resilience and the assurance that uh, we do not lose the productivity and the efficiency by working in a remote system. This is a possibility that uh, we'll be facing for the future and will not be different for sure for many years. At the same time, at the innovation, we are also implementing a very important project that we feel is going to help us to survive. We're just uh, uh, going to launch uh, and to start working in the next year in a very preliminary way, our new research center that will help us also working towards the transformation and moving towards energy uh, possibilities of development. So we feel that uh, we are working, uh, looking at resilience, uh, safety of our people, continuity of our production without losing our main role to be into the oil and gas sector, but looking already at uh, the new energy trend, which is the future and where we want to be too.
Paulino and Sebastiao, this has been a fascinating conversation and I thank you for it. It underscores the extent to which Angola recognizes that we operate in a competitive oil market globally. That you're taking the necessary steps to improve the competitiveness in Angola through fiscal terms, through measures that you're taking in Sonangol to make it more competitive to reduce your operating expenditures. That your partners are key to your strategy and as that you're, you're moving forward, you're constantly thinking about the challenges of technology and innovation. And all of those things are impressive in the transformation that you're trying to bring about in the oil and gas sector in Angola. I thank you very much, Paulino Geronimo, the CEO of ANPG, Sebastiao Martins, the CEO and chairman of Soangol. Such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be also with you, Carlos. And see you next time. I'm waiting for the next invitation. From the Sun Angle side, the same. Yes, we are very glad to be part of this Serawi conversation. And we hope that we can help to bring more investment to Angola. And as again, Sun Angle might be seen as a partner of choice with a business orientation goal. Thank you again. And thank you. Thank you for joining us all. Thanks again for tuning in to another Sierra Week conversation presented by IHS Market. For the complete video series and previous episodes, visit us online at sierraweek.com.